0: Welcome to another episode of On The Clock with Damian Deremy, but on this episode, I, Damien Parson, am here, but I have a special guest, one of my guys, Zach Petra, or oh, is it Petra? How do, you, how do you exactly pronounce it?
1: Petra. No, I don't <laughs> feel bad. No, no, no one gets it right, man. <laughs> I'm going to say,
0: hey, listen, I'm usually pretty good with names, man, but, you know, I have my occasional slip-up, so i like, hey, <laughs> you know. It's I wasn't right. too confident, but it's all good. Again... My guy Zach is on the show. Zach, appreciate you and thank you so much for for joining us on on the uh, clock, man.
1: Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me on. Most
0: definitely, man. We gonna we got a nice little show, man. We are gonna talk about uh, top five sleepers in this NFL class. It is NFL Week, man. I am um, I'm so excited for it. I've been prepping for this since like mid season, pretty much. This is my favorite time of year. Um, before because after this it's full full on fantasy football getting ready for the for the actual season but this is been this is uh probably my most favorite time of uh the nfl time period so we're gonna talk to top five sleepers we're gonna uh, kind of go through a little debate here uh debo samuel versus hollywood brown marquise brown who would you rather have and then we're gonna do some dynasty rookies top five running backs top five receivers and we're gonna put them with the perfect fit in the NFL. So let's kick it off. Zach, you are the guest. Let me know who your top five sleepers are in this NFL Draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, you alluded to it earlier. I mean, this, this time of the year though, it's it's like Christmas for me. Okay. I, I say it a lot, this is, this is my time of the year. Um, you wanna talk some sleepers? Um, I'll give you my first one. Um, I'll start at quarterback here. Um, I got one quarterback. Uh, he goes by the name of Brett Ripon, uh, Boise State quarterback. Um, he's been he's been one of my guys to really pay attention to. Um, landing spots going to be very key for him. I think if he can sit behind a guy, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you where I want him to go. I want him to go to Green Bay and see if he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a few years, get some experience down because because the dude has all the intangibles. I mean, he's he's only six two and two ten, so size is a bit of, uh, of a concern for me. Um, especially for a guy that's not extremely mobile in the pocket, right, he's got some right. mobility, but he's not very mobile. But um, <clears throat> he's got he's got the arm talent that that you know you want to see in, a, in an NFL quarterback. And if he lands in Green Bay, I think that's that's huge. Um, I'll go through some running backs for you here. Um, my two running backs. Um, uh, one of them is Darwin Thompson, Utah State guy. Uh, again, he's a little undersized in height wise. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. But the dude can he's he can move, man. He's he's quick, uh, very agile. Uh, elusive. I mean, he can make a miss in the open field. Uh, I love what he brings to the table. Um, <clears throat> another guy is Nico Evans from, from Wyoming, 5'9", uh, 2'11". I think if he lands in, in the right spot, uh, right system, um, he could definitely make an impact for a team, uh, year one and, and beyond. Um, gosh, one of my wide receivers that, I, that I've talked about a little bit, I've alluded to a lot, but uh, Olamide Zaccheaus, uh Virginia. Okay. Um, he's, that, he's that wide receiver, running back kind of uh, kind of duo there. Um, he's if you want to think of, if you want to compare him to someone you can compare him to Tavon Austin. Um, he's he's got he's very elusive, very quick in the open field. I mean, he just blows right past guys. It's it was he he was one of the guys I really liked watching uh, watching on tape. Um, again, another another guy that needs to land in a perfect system to be to be fantasy relevant. But I think he brings brings a lot to the table for a team.
0: I, I like it. I like it. I am uh, you know I'm a fan of all those guys actually. So I, I like that list, and 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 what I, the reason why I wanted to do is because a lot of a lot of fans, you know, they when you watch the you know NFL Network or ESPN, you hear more of the same names over and over again, um, the bigger names and even the mid tier bigger names, but um, that's why I wanted to talk some sleepers. For me, my one of my favorite sleepers in this class is Antoine Wesley, wide receiver from Texas Tech, 6'5", 200 pounds. He has he he has the uh, route running ability. He he can run routes for a big guy. I do like the way he's able to sit down on the comebacks and, and out routes. But he has that he has uh, his long legs, that stride that that actually separates him. Once he gets in the open field, a lot of times he's gone. You know he he likes to separate from the defenders. And of course in the red zone, six five with those long arms, he can go up and get the ball and play above the rim. Uh, next next on my list is Penny Hart. Another receiver, uh, Penny Hart is more so the prototypical slot guy, you know, 5'8, 180. Uh, you know, he, he played at Georgia State, but he is fast. I believe he ran a four in the four threes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, four fours in the 40. He's the ex- fast, explosive slot guy. Also, I believe he could help in the return game as well. And and, and you know, a lot of teams. Yeah, nowadays you have kickers trying to kick it out of the uh back of the end zone, but you know, some teams that hey, we'd rather you take it from the one and try to make something happen. Penny Hart is the guy that I would trust having him back there and then work him work him in uh into the offense, jet sweeps, bubble screens, different uh different type of things. Just he's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands in space and he can make some things happen. Uh, next, I'm gonna go to running back. Go over to Memphis, and I'm not talking about Darrell Henderson because that's a name that a lot of people know. I'm talking about the other guy, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, to me, um, when you talk about dynasty, I like you said earlier about a lot of the guys you talked about. It's about fit. Wherever he, fu- wherever he lands, this guy, you know, everybody's looking for the next Alvin Kamara, the, you know, Christian McCaffrey type backs. He kind of reminds me of that. Without he doesn't have the exact same type of juice that they have. But he is able to, you, I've seen him, you know, you watch the Memphis uh, games and watch his tape. He's in the slot. He's out wide. He's in the backfield. He's in tight. He's in bunch. They move him all over the place. And we all know PPR. It's all about the touches, baby. So with him, <laughs> I, I would love to see him in an offense that would really use him. An offense like New England or New Orleans or Kansas City. An offense that would use him best. I would love to see it. And then my fifth guy. My fifth guy is actually a linebacker. I wanted to go linebacker. Vashawn Joseph from Florida. Um, you know, he is a I believe he's around six two. Um, about around two thirty. He's not the biggest linebacker. Let me get the actual me- the correct measurements, but he's yeah, he's six, six, uh, six feet even, two twenty-seven. He's not the biggest guy, but you know, then The NFL is not – they're kind of gravitating away from the 260-pound, 270-pound linebackers. You very uh, rarely see those guys out in the middle of the field. He is a guy that can move around. He He can blitz. He can play the run, and he can drop back into coverage. He is a guy whose name I do not believe has enough buzz, so he is one of my sleepers at the linebacker position. So that is my top five.
1: Oh man, you you hit the linebacker position. I gotta I gotta throw in my guy, my Minnesota boy Blake Cashman. Then uh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Under uh, he's a little undersized, but I mean the dude can play, and uh, I'm excited to see where he ends up going.
0: Matter of, yeah, I like Blake a lot, man. Matter of fact, I actually skipped one. I had one more, and um, I've been I was studying him all, uh, this past weekend. Um, as a Patriot fan, you know, losing Gronk, uh, i been looking at. I've been I've uh, been kind of watching the tight end. And I know everybody's like, "Hey, go up there and get um, get Noah Font or, you know, um, and whatnot." I, I'm I'm I don't want to trade up for that. So I'm looking at tight ends, and um, Kahali Waring from oh. uh, from San Diego State. Now he's raw. He is a raw prospect. Do not get me wrong. He's not a finished product just yet, but he is a guy that is willing. Like he literally is what 250, six five, six six, two fifty, two sixty. But he ran a four, six, seven in the 40. I believe he jumped 36 inches. He had a 10, uh, I think a 10 foot uh, broad jump. He's an explosive guy for someone his size. And he catches the ball from his body, strong hands. He runs pretty solid routes as well. Um, I've seen him run some slant routes and, and, and ins and out routes, kind of better than you expect for a guy his size. So that was intriguing to me as well. And, of course, with his speed, I like that as well. Um, he gets to get better after the catch, you know, of course. and If he ever, if he was drafted by New England, that's something that Gronk did. He was a, a monster in yak. And that's something that uh, Kali Waring has the potential to be, but he doesn't play with that exact same aggression. But he also can block, and he's a willing blocker. So that's actually my top five. I'm, I'm really, really uh, crushing on, on his game. And I would love to see where he goes and see uh, if he reaches his actual uh, maximum potential.
1: Yeah, I dig that Cahill Warren take. I mean, I, I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his, uh, my spreadsheet for the, uh, for the combine and everything's in the green besides his three cone, but I'm not expecting a, a tight end to run a tremendous three cone either. But so I, I like the Cahill Warren Warren take. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about Antoine Wesley. I'm going to tease something for, uh, for my podcast, if you don't mind. Um, me and Matt Hicks okay. are actually, me and Matt Hicks are doing the, the dynasty draft room. We're recording tonight um yeah. antoine West is gonna be talked about a little bit i i dig his awesome. i dig his tape and and uh what he what he brings to the table too so um uh, yeah he's a he's a fantastic sleeper actually um let me check my rankings real quick i got him i want to say top ten for wide receivers um yeah he's my number ten wide receiver i got coming out of this class
0: yeah he's he's in my top ten as well he's you know on the back end of the top ten he's in my top ten is he i, I when i remember i initially did uh posted my Top 15, you know, weeks ago, about a month ago. And I didn't watch enough of him. I saw like, you know, just bits and pieces um, here and there. And then I was like, man, I need to sit down and watch this guy's tape. And I sat and watched his tape, and I was like, man, this guy can play. He can play football, man. He 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 is he's he's a possession receiver. Like I said, that that can go over the top, but that big catch radius, man, six, he is long. He is a long body receiver. Like I'm telling you, it, it's you know, you get him matched up, you know, you know the NFL is all about m- matchups. You get it somehow, if you're able to get him matched up on a smaller nickel corner, hey, good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean he's almost got an 80 inch wingspan, man. I mean that it's, dude is he's big, he's long. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't catch him during the season. I once I seen him declare, I was like, oh, who's this guy? Big 6'4 dude that that could, that's just <laughs> longer than hell. Alright, I gotta watch yeah. him. And I watched him and I just I fell in love. I mean the dude he he's got some great tape, fun to watch. Like you said, a good possession possession receiver that's gonna be he's gonna make his mark here, and I think it's uh I think he's someone that needs to be talked about a lot more.
0: Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Now you talk about receivers. Since we're talking about those receivers, let's transition to Debo Samuel and Hollywood Brown. Uh right now I'm working on my uh my final top ten uh, uh you know receiver rankings, and that top spot is really just all over the place. I'm trying to Honed it in. Um, you know, at first, I, uh, I think I initially had Hakeem Butler. Then I moved to Hollywood Brown. Now I'm kind of moving towards AJ Brown. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it all settled in before uh, Thursday as, as I'm also finishing up my uh, four round mock draft. But Debo Samuel, I felt like this was an intriguing debate uh, with Debo Samuel versus Hollywood Brown. Tell me who out of these two receivers, if you had the chance to draft one, who would you rather have?
1: Yeah, man, uh, they're actually five and six in my wide receiver ranking, so I got them fairly close. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're actually both my tier one I- inside my tier one as well. I got six receivers in my tier one. Um, I got Debo over over Hollywood though, um, mainly just because Debo is just a lot more versatile. I mean, he brings a lot more uh, to the table than than Marquise does. I mean, he he has he, he can still go up and get it for a five guy. Uh, Marquise mm-hmm. that is, uh, he can still go up and get it. He's got blazing speed. He uh, runs a lot a lot better routes than people give him credit for. Yeah. Um, people just talk about him being like a Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think it's more like a De- Deshaun Jackson who – he's a deep threat, uh, of course, uh, with his blazing speed. But the man can run, run any route you ask him to. I mean, he, he's an athlete. And, but, you know, his size, his list Frank injury that he's got, I mean, it all it, – it, it's a red flag for me. Um, but Debo, you look at him, there's not a whole lot to pick apart. I'm not a huge fan of his long speed. Um, there's a lot of chances where he ha- – you know, he could – break it, go for a touchdown, go for a, you know, an 80 yard touchdown, but uh, he gets caught from behind uh, here and there. He, he does get on punt returns. He does get on kick returns and, and he can break those big plays. Uh, but There's just too many times where I've seen him get caught from behind here and there. Um, but I mean, 5'11", 214, uh, love his size, um, love his route running, his hands, the way he can just manipulate a, a defensive back is, is, it's, it was fun to watch. And then everyone's talking about him at the, at the, at the, uh, Senior Bowl. I was blowing it up and I'm like, Welcome to the party, guys. This guy's this guy's <laughs> the, the people are finally jumping on board with him. And the other day I seen someone talking about him being a sleeper in the draft. I'm like, man, this this boy in a sleeper. He's gonna be the real deal. This guy's gonna kill it in the NFL. Oh
0: yeah, man. He he is um he, he is one of my favorite guys to watch. Uh I live in South Carolina, Murby, South Carolina, so you know I, their games are always on. And and it's crazy. I you know, I've been watching him for a past couple of seasons and you know I've he's one name I've never heard people really talk about until really until the senior bowl when he you know those when they were posting those clips of him in the in the wide receiver and cornerback 101s, him and Rocky Asin just going at it. His releases, I I don't know if there's a receiver in this class that has more variations of press man releases.
1: He's got Stefan Diggs releases, is what he has.
0: It's 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 uncanny, bro. Like his release points. Off the line of scrimmage are vicious. You know, I'm sitting there, I was watching, uh watching tape on him the other night. I can't remember the team that they were playing against, but he was they had him in a slot. It was re- it was in the red zone. He hit him with a, a hezzy to the out to the he faked it to the outside, made the guy stumble, nearly lost his footing, almost fell. He nearly made him take a seat and he just broke on the slant touchdown all day, wide open. And that's what you that's what he brings. So I am on the same page as you. I picked Debo as well. And I love Hollywood. And I, I'm glad you said that about Hollywood's route running. A lot of people just look at the fact that he is extremely fast. This kid can run routes as well. And he sets routes up pretty well as uh, on on the flip side of that as well. So I like his route running. Um that his size does concern me and, and the Liz Frank injury. Granted, right? they said he's gonna make he should make a full recovery and be ready for training camp. But I do like Debo. Like you said, Debo is just more versatile. You can move him all over. Um, I want to throw a comp at you real quick. It's kind of like a combo comp. I, when I look at him, not speed wise, especially not speed wise, because he's not there speed wise. But kind of frame and, and how they can use him. I look at him kind of Golden Tate, Percy Harvin-ish in, in, in the mold. He doesn't have that explosion that Harvin has, but you know, just his ability to move around. You put him on the jet sweeps. You can line. I seen you know at South Carolina, I, I remember watching them use them in the uh, Wildcat at times. You don't see too many receivers lining up by themselves at quarterback in the Wildcat and running a uh, uh, pretty much a Wildcat dive into the teeth of the defense. So, what do you think about that comp? No, I
1: love that comp actually. I mean, he's yeah, like you talked about with Percy. He's not as explosive as him, but he's just got that that versatility where you can punt return, kick return, you know, break routes off like uh, on a dime. Uh, no, I, I totally am with you on that comp.
0: Yeah, I, when I said I was like, man, like you know, he he has that golden taste. because golden Tate, you can move him outside, you know, in his prime. He's getting a little bit older, but you know, prime golden Tate, you can move him outside, you can move him inside, he can play anywhere. Um, that's the same thing I see with Debo Samuel. So I'm I'm a big fan of both him and Hollywood. I, I think I don't think you can go wrong with either, but I'm definitely leaning towards uh towards Debo, man. Definitely leaning towards Debo. So yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's just. I think, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that in a second. I'm I'm, I'm not even gonna spoil. It. We can get to that in a second. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about. Uh, so so we're gonna talk the top five running backs, top five receivers right now, um, and, and their dynasty. You know what? They, where do they fit in the NFL? What offense? What team do you best see them uh, going to? Uh, you think is a perfect fit for them? Um, you know, as, as dynasty rookies, where you can, where they can really meet their potential in fantasy football. Uh, let's start off with the running backs. List off your top five running backs, and which team you you see each running back. Uh, you believe each running back should go to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my number one running back is David Montgomery. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just he, he brings a lot of Jordan Howard type to the to the table. If, if you ask me, he's more of a Jordan Howard type uh, when I watch him, and, which is perfect for him to land in Philly and sit behind him for a year and, and kind of share time with him for a year, and then watch Jordan Howard leave next year. Uh, Philly gets a Philly gets their their uh, compensatory pick. Montgomery leads the backfield. I think that's a perfect fit for him. It's not going to be fun for fantasy owners sitting there waiting for a year, but I think <laughs> that's a great spot for him. And one spot that I've seen a lot. some number two here is Miles Sanders. I've seen him. Everyone's wanting him to, to go to the Buccaneers. You know, that that might be you know fun to see, but I don't know. I want to see him with a with like a with, you know with an offensive line that can do something. i wasn't right, a huge right, fan. Right. Of Line and not saying that Miles Sanders can't operate with a bad offensive line because, but you know, Penn State had a very good offensive line, he had a lot of room to uh, to work. Um, put him in a Raiders jersey and let him just do his thing. Let him, let him, he can do whatever, I mean, he can hurdle over guys, he can run you over. Um, I mean, he can juke you out of your pants. It's like this dude could do, <laughs> do anything, so I think, uh, put him behind a good offensive line in, in Oakland there and and uh, let him work. Um, my three is uh, is Rodney Anderson, and I know it's a, there's a lot of controversy with his injury history and whatnot. Um, and I know uh, I know there's a there's some pretty you know legitimate concern here, but I think if you land, if he could land just basically anywhere that is running back needy. Um, I don't have a specific team for him, but I think if he just lands anywhere that that is in need of a running back, he's going to excel. I think if it wasn't for the injuries, I think we'd be talking about him being easy number one running back mm-hmm. landing anywhere. That is in need of a running back and excelling. Uh, I don't think it matters scheme wise. He can catch the ball. He can. He's kind of like Miles Sanders, what I just talked about. You know, he can do whatever you want, uh, either run you over or juke around you. Uh, but he's very good at catching the ball as well. So I mean, put him anywhere, and he's going to succeed. Uh, my number four is Josh Jacobs. I had a pretty outlandish comp for him. I think uh, it was I comped him as as Frank Gore. I see him as that guy that just can just bull you over. Mm-hmm. Um, Put a short a move on you in in the short areas, uh, but when you ask him to really work inside, is where it, 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 he's not Frank Gore-like. Um, but I, I think it was so I seen flashes of a Frank Gore out of him. Um, so I actually uh, would love to see him in Buffalo. Um, he has the willingness to block uh, pass block, but I he, that's that's where he his downfall is the highest. I believe that's what he's worst at in his game. The one guy that does the best. Frank Gore, um, let him sit behind him and and, and do work. I think that's going to be a great spot for him long term. Um, Daryl Henderson is my five. Um, I love what I see out of him, man. That it's when it comes to agility. Now, when you me when it when it comes to kind of being that that number one guy, I don't think he's going to end up being a number one guy. And let, let me put an asterisk next to all these guys. <laughs> I'm not Huge on the running back class this year. I don't. I honestly don't think you're going to see a superstar really any of these guys. Uh, When you talk about Daryl Henderson, um, I see a lot of like a a little bit of Aaron Jones in in him. Um, If you put him in a system, um, I'm trying to think of a system that that he would fit best into. Um, Maybe like a if he was in like a Kyle Shanahan type of offense. Um, I know it's not not a great fit just because of all the running backs they have there. But I mean, think about a Kyle Shanahan type of offense and put him in there. I think that's where he's going to succeed. You put him in the open field and let him do his thing. That's where he's going to be the best.
0: I like it. I like it, and 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 I'm I'm with you. We we have a very similar list, uh, maybe short of the uh, you know with Anderson. I I love his game. I just worry, about – I do worry about the injury history. Um, but number one, I am I go with Josh Jacobs. I love, and it's kind of torn because I wanted to go David Montgomery. David Montgomery and him are kind of like one A one B. What the reason why I put him over is because watching him in the passing game. And, and understand like his uh, his ability to run routes and catch the ball out of the backfield, he catches it very well away from his body. He adjusts to the ball. Remember, there's a, a play where he runs the seam out of the backfield. Uh, I believe it was against Auburn. Takes two defenders with him. Two throws him open across the other shoulder. He adjusts to the ball, catches it, makes a guy move, and then scores a touchdown. The comp I had for him was um, kind of it was Devonte Freeman light because I think he's a better receiver than Devontae Freeman, and Devontae Freeman has better footwork at open field. But that's why I saw, you know, both are extremely tough runners. Inside, they're not the biggest guys either. You know, they're not the six one, six two 6'2", guys, but they are guys that, you know, I've seen Devontae Freeman run many defenders over, but I've seen him put many defenders on skates. And that's all that, you know, Josh Jacobs has good footwork, but he doesn't have that elite you know, uh yeah, ankle breaking. Run, these,
1: yeah, these running backs are kind of hard to cop this year. Yeah,
0: they really it, they really are. It, it's it was tough, but what cause I was sitting Devontae Field is one of my favorite running backs to watch just because he's so explosive and so shifty and elusive, but then he runs so angry. Like he runs so angry for a guy his size. Um the team I would love to see him with is Oakland. You know, I would love to see him with Oakland um preferably in the second round because I do believe Oakland may take a tight end. In the first round with one of those three picks, because there's this one piece that's missing from the offense is they don't have a true tight end right now. But with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, if they're able to get a tight end, whether it's Irv Smith Jr. or Noah Fant or whoever else, if they're able to get a tight end then double up, double back in the second round and grab a Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is going to see pretty light fronts. And that's going to just help him with his his ability to explore out of the backfield. He can run inside and out. And again, use him in the pass game um, as a, as a um, you know, early on, probably as a check down for Derek Carr if he is still a quarterback. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with this whole draft, but. He'll, he'll I, still be the quarterback. I, he'll still be the quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, I think so too. But um, so, yeah, I, I, I like Josh Jacobs. I had one, I would like to see him in Oakland. Um, number two. David Montgomery, I have an intriguing team here. I like to see him in New Orleans. Um, David Montgomery does have a lot of uh, mileage on, on the tri- uh, on his tires because they ran him a lot at Iowa State. But you pair him with Alvin Kamara, and, and every time I watch David Montgomery, I think of a you know phone booth. He's that guy you don't want to get caught in the phone booth with as a defender because you're not going to tackle him. His his subtleness and ability. To break tackles and, and 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 his shiftiness, it's just it's ridiculous, man. In the short area, he hits a little a little subtle move to the inside of the out, and then goes the opposite direction, and he just leaves the defender stuck there while he's gaining three, four, five to possibly ten extra yards. But I would like to see him there, especially with Drew Brees. You know, put him in the shotgun, and then like I said, you know, understand that they l- losing. Um, Losing Mark Ingram, yeah. I know a lot of fantasy. You know, I know a lot of fantasy players do not want to hear this, but they, from what I've heard, the Saints want to pair kavar with another back. So I don't think I want. I think they're looking at longevity with him. So I, I would like to see David Montgomery in New New Orleans. Man, I think he could put up numbers there, even though he will be splitting carries still um number three i got miles sanders and this is another one i think is gonna piss off some fantasy football <laughs> <laughs> fans i want to see him in kansas city i i know i and you know the same way i know everybody's hot on damian williams right now right because of how he finished the season i don't know why yeah there's
1: yeah. <laughs> a season season good i don't know why you're high on damian williams yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm not
0: i'm not high on him that's just me um, You know, but we both see him, many people are very high on him. They they believe he is the guy going into that backfield right now. But that this is a team that I believe will or should take a uh, take a running back in the mid rounds as they address the offensive line of defense. Now they may go a little early because Miles Sanders is not a guy you're going to get in the fifth round. So, you know, you, you may have to take him in the th- second to third. But Miles Sanders, like you said, can do everything. You know, he can run the ball inside and out. He's got the speed to go the distance. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He is slippery and elusive. And pairing him with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and that good offensive line, um, you know, butt-bearing that they fixed the Cam Irving issue at left guard, absolutely not. Um, This guy is graded under 50 in every season. He's been in the league four straight years by pro football focus. So absolutely not. Upgrade that position. in this draft and there's a lot of offensive linemen. So either way, that offensive line is pretty solid and pretty good over there in Kansas City. And I think with, uh, with Miles Sanders and what he can do as a three down, four down back, I think he can put up humongous numbers with Pat Mahomes. Um, number four, Damian Harris. I would like to see, um, I would like to see Damian Harris in, uh, actually in Chicago. Uh, I was thinking Tampa, but like you said, I thought about the offensive line. And I was like, uh no, uh, no, I don't, I, I don't want him to go. He has the same name as me. I don't want him going over there struggling <laughs> in Tampa Bay. I'm not fine with that. I can't bring myself to that, but putting him, putting him over there with Mitchell Trubisky, um, he's, and, and you saw last year with Tua Tungvaloa, he's used to, now he, he's used to playing, uh, in the shotgun, in the pistol. that, you know, before remember Bama was just simply eye formation pounded 40 times a game, hits you with a couple play actions. Um, and and two, and of course playing with Jalen Hurts the same thing the read option the RPOs and and they, and Matt Nagy loves that stuff so and and Damian uh, Harris can run out of both the power and the more spread uh, spread option and, and spread open runs uh, running game and he can catch the ball not not great but similar to Mark Ingram you could toss it to him in the screen game and he can make some things happen so I would like to see him in Chicago pairing him up with t- uh, Tariq Cohen. Number five, Daryl Henderson as well. I would like to see Daryl Henderson in Buffalo sitting behind LaShawn uh, McCoy. He I runs, dig that too, actually. He runs with power, but he has that speed. This guy averaged about eight yards per carry, and you don't do that for anything. And we talked about the same thing with David Montgomery. He has that, that uncanniness to make guys miss in the phone booth, uh, and, but at the same time, he's so strong up top those arm tackles did not bring him down in college. So he just kind of shrugged it off and kept going. Um, but he's a guy, you know, I want to see him use more in the passing game, but having him sit behind Shady, um, and, and I think this may be shady, this should be Shady's last year, you know, in Buffalo. He, he can't stay healthy. He's getting up there age. Uh, you know, I feel like they should move on from him and draft a future running back here. And then, of course, you have TJ Yeldon there for two years, so you can you can do a lot of different things. But I think Daryl Henderson is a guy that I will if he's drafted the Buffalo, give me all the shares. I'm stashing him and looking forward to it in about a year or two of um, plugging him in as a starter.
1: Yeah, I actually really like that because uh, I mean he's I'm not comping him to shady not not one bit, but um, he's got some traits that are similar. Um, Mm -hmm. with which, with his cuts and his agility, so I totally dig that. Sit behind him and then learn how to pass block from Frank Gore because he's an awful pass blocker, Darren. Yes,
0: yes, he is. So, I mean,
1: there you go, man. That actually might be a pretty good spot. You know, scratch my chat, Josh Jacobs. (laughs) 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 Uh, You you talked about Miles Sanders to KC pissing a bunch of people off. I don't know, man. That's that. that, I mean, I know the whole Damian Williams thing, but not Miles Sanders to KC's. That's perfect, actually
0: it's just it's it's literally like playing madden in the nfl right I mean, you, <laughs> you just throw that that stud running back and and like you said this class is so confusing and, and uncertain so you don't you know 100%. You, yeah you don't see you right now when you're looking at these guys and you're confident and you're you know you're projecting you don't see star but you see qualities of Maybe this guy could. If anybody turns out, I think if anybody turns out to be a star in this league, I think it will be Miles Sanders. Um, you know, because I, I love his game. I love his game more so, and I I love Josh Jacobs. You know, a lot of people aren't as high on him because he didn't have the production and the carries. But I I prefer that because you know at Bama we've seen what uh <laughs> what Nick Saban has done the running backs at Bama. He will run them till the wheels falls off. They get to the NFL and then they're hurt a lot. Uh, so that's yeah. probably the best thing for it, for Josh Jacobs and the team that's drafting them is, Hey, he didn't take, he didn't take the, the, the blunt of the work and the brunt of the work. So, um, uh, but I love Miles Sanders, man. I really think he could become a star in this league. If anybody does, I think it is him because he has literally similar to Josh Jacobs. He has the total package in my opinion. Um, but I, I like that, that Kansas city thing is just so, that's just so juicy to me, man. I'm like putting him in Kansas city. Yeah, Damian. Who? Like, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he's done
1: Damian. Who his whole entire his whole entire career. So. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So, you yeah, know, I'm not. I'm not gonna go crazy over you know what six games. I'm not. I'm okay.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Let's talk about these receivers. Um, give me your to same same thing. Give me your top five and uh, where you think they should go.
1: Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate my. Uh, where they should go, but <laughs> um, now so my one is uh, is DK Metcalf. I've been pounding the table for him for for a long time now, and I've been getting a lot of heat for it, but I'll take it because I think this dude's going to be a star. Um, so I I watched a lot of a lot of Case Keenan when he was in Minnesota. I got mm-hmm. I got a good he was he was in the spotlight for me for for sixteen or was it fifteen games, whatever it was. Anyway, um, I want to see DK land in Washington and, and, and hear me out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy, he's, he's more versatile than, than people are going to give him credit for. Yeah, his three cones suck. I get it. Uh, but this dude is a freak athlete that's going to do whatever you ask him to do. and He's going to do it well. Um, one thing that, that he can do, though, is he can rip that ball out of a defender's hands and he can come down yes. with it, man. The dude is a freak in the air. Um, one thing Case Keenum is really good at is deep ball accuracy. Now, is he great at, he can drop it in the, in the bread basket is what I'm saying. The dude does not have the greatest arm strength in the world. Uh, but he can float a rainbow in there and drop it right in there. Well, you get DK Metcalf out there, toss it up, and the dude's going to go get it higher than any other defensive back can. So I think that's that's going to be a very li- uh, likely landing spot, and I think it's a very good one. A lot a lot more than what people are going to give him credit for, give that spot credit for. Um, my two is Nikhil Harry. Um, another one, that, you're not going to like the spot, but I think it's a perfect landing spot, and I think it's where he's going to end up going as well. Um, is uh, is the Baltimore Ravens? Um, Lamar Jackson not great down the field thrower, uh, but he can he can hit his spots inside the from the line of scrimmage to the ten yard uh, to the ten yard uh, mark there. Um, now, where does Nikhil Harry do most of his work? Short to intermediate areas. That's where uh, Lamar Jackson is going to make his money there with, with Nikhil Harry. So I think that's going to be. A great landing spot. Give him give him a screen, give him a slant, get him a quick out, and let him let Jackson hit him and let Nikhil Harry do the rest of the work because the kid is fast. Um he's not I wouldn't call him I wouldn't call his acceleration great, but I would say his speed is is very good. Once he gets going, you're not gonna catch him. That stiff arm is wicked. Uh, so I think if you kind of let him do his thing, you know, let give Lamar Jackson, you know, out in space running around and hit Nikhil Harry on the on a slant or something. I mean, I think that's gonna be money. Um, my number three is A.J. Brown, and I hate this landing spot because I'm a Vikings fan, but put him on the Packers, and oh, my gosh, that's juicy, man. He might even ju- – I mean, he might jump up in my, like, 1-2 range there. I mean, he's three. I think it's 1A, 1B, 1C for me. But if he lands at Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, uh, put him – he's a more versatile route runner than Randall Cobb is, I believe. I think he's more—he's stronger off the line of scrimmage. His release is fantastic. I mean, his his technique is very good. Um, and I think you put him in a, in a scheme with, like, with Aaron Rodgers and let him do his thing, I, that's – oh, man, that's going to be dangerous. Uh, my number four is Kelvin Harmon. Uh, put him in Indy. I like him in Indy with Andrew Luck being the number two receiver uh, behind T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton kind of moves all over the field. I think if, if you put Kelvin Harmon on the boundary um, and let him run his routes, which he's very, very good at, I know the combine knocked him down a lot to a lot of people, but I think um, him at four is, is perfect and landed, and in Indy is even better. <laughs> um, it just gives more weapons to a guy who's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Young quarterbacks that's 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 uh, still you know doing his thing out there in Indy. And I think if you put Kevin Harman, give him that weapon, it's even more dangerous out there. Um, number five, you, you said you're a Patriots fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: how do you feel about Debo to New England?
0: <laughs> we are on the same wavelength, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Debo to New England. Um, everyone's talking about like Andy Isabella to New England, and I, no, you know, no, I'm get it a little bit, but nah, uh, I'm not an Andy Isabella fan, by the way. Um, he's my number twenty wide receiver. So just to get that out of, <laughs> out of the way, <laughs> uh, no, but Debo to New England. I mean, he he could do. Whole lot. Who do you have on South Carolina anyway? I don't even know the quarterback that he had out there. I don't. Couldn't be that good if I don't
0: remember it. <laughs> uh, Jake Bentley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, See, I knew if you said it, I'd remember. But yeah, I mean, that's nothing special out there. So uh, if you could, if he's placed with with Tom Brady and or whoever else is going to be the heir to the throne there, I'm not worried about him not uh, you know not succeeding out there. So um, that dude is going to. Mash out in New England and I know <laughs> you're a New England fan. I know you're gonna love that one. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, man. You already know it. For me, uh my my top five right now. I have eight, like I said, I, it's it's kinda all it's just fluctuating a little bit. I'm gonna i I'm gonna truly settle down. Give me till about Wednesday out when I post my rankings. Uh I'm truly gonna be settled down. I'll be in Nashville Wednesday when I uh my plan when my plane lands uh Oh you're hour. gonna yeah, yeah, I'm be. I leave. Uh, th- I'm flying. Me and the wife are flying out around three from Myrtle Beach, and then we'll get there. I think around should be around like six or seven. That's um, awesome, man. I'm waiting
1: yeah. till when the when the in Vegas. I'll be oh, good. dude, yeah,
0: I'm. We're gonna be there too. That's the plan, unless my wife is pregnant and stuff like that. Uh, you know, she's all you know eight nine months pregnant, and no, I won't do it. But if, uh, <laughs> if if everything goes to plan, I plan on being there. So if, I, if I'm in, in in if I'm in the building and you're in the building, we definitely have to link up and do a show face to face.
1: Oh for um, sure, man. Get a, get a couple of drinks involved.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We <laughs> gotta do it. Gotta do it. But for me, like I said, right now, uh, I got AJ Brown. I would love to see AJ Brown in Arizona, uh, especially if they do take Kyler. I think you know that 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 receiving core. Uh, yes, they had Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, and they do have Christian Kirk. They need another guy. Larry Fitzgerald is not going to play until he's 42, and, and even so, you still need to have some younger bodies there who are capable of getting open and making plays. And A.J. Brown has some strong hands, physical hands. He's a physical receiver. When I look at him, I kind of, you know, especially because they use him in a slot a ton, but he does have some outside ability as well. And, and, and Like you talk about with Nikhil Harry, AJ Brown, when once he he's not the most explosive guy off the line, but once he gets going, I've seen him take it 70, 80 yards and just outrun multiple DBs. And that which is crazy for a guy that's you know, when you see him on tape, he's really bulky now in person in Indy. Um, he, he still was big, but um he, you know, a lot of those guys didn't look the exact same size as they do on TV when I was in Indy at the combine. Um so it, they like, uh, for example, Nick Bosa was definitely shorter. I'm five five. Nick Bosa was not that much taller than me, almost. <laughs> what's <laughs> his, what's his He's like six two, right? Yeah, he's somewhere in there. He's just, he's on the shorter I can, side. What's it? Six four? Yeah, no, no, he did not look six four unless uh, my got? my got, shoes,
1: combine numbers here real quick. But unless uh, my
0: shoes were just extremely high that day. Yeah, man, he's uh, six four yeah oh, god can't be. He did not even look 6'4. I walk like I literally walked straight by him. I'm standing beside him for a little bit. No, he did not look 6'4, but I don't know. But he, you know, he's still bulky, though. He's still got that that you know, the bolder shoulders, the, the bowling balls on his shoulders. Still a strapping young man, but um, like I said, AJ Brown, his his uh his build, his physicality, his speed in his hands with Kyler Murray, or even with Josh Rosen, whoever's the quarterback, they will love this kid. And I think that he can make some big plays for them. Um, And number two, I have, I actually have Debo Samuel number two. Um, And number two, I got Debo Samuel. Of course, New England, I picked the exact same team. Um, Like I said, I, I love what he's able to do. And, while he did play a lot in the slot with, you know, I think that was more so to help Jake Bentley more so than him not being versatile enough to go outside. Cause he was able to make some plays outside. Jake Bentley just was not that accurate of a guy and it's easier to throw inside, uh, than, than, than to throw outside. So, um, you know, he was, he was nowhere near as accurate. He has a good arm. I like his arm, but he just, his accuracy was very spotty, but you know, like I said, his route running ability, his frame, his toughness, his strength, his hands, his crispness is explosive off the line. Tom Brady will love this kid and he will do wonders for that offense. Um, and number three, I have Nikhil Harry. I want to see him in Indy, actually, where you had Calvin Harmon going, pair him up with uh, Ty, regardless of what whoever it is. The 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 Colts need a, a possession receiver opposite of Ty Hilton, a, a big, strong guy who can call you, who can uh. You know when, T, when T.Y. is taking double coverage over the top, sometimes even triple, depending on the coverage, you need somebody that can take the ball, who can who can catch it underneath, and then take it to the house. Nikhil Harry has done that. He is one of the better playmakers in this class. I don't know how many times I've seen him catch a, a wide receiver screen, juke 12 people, run around the entire offensive line on the opposite side of the field, and score a touchdown. Punt return as well. He he had a punt return for a touchdown as well. This kid is, I'm not a big fan of his routes and his releases versus press, but he can work on those things. This kid, man, listen, I really believe. Um, I, I comp the, the Dez Bryant right now just because of his inability to run the Christmas routes or separate the best, because that's that wasn't Des Bryant's game either. They would, both of them physical, strong, strong hands, could go up and get it and play above the rim. And you know in the red zone, um, so he can he make plays. And Andrew Luck, um, with him in the red zone, you know, Andrew Luck helped re, uh, get a resurgence out of Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron was a flat-out bust until he came to Indy last year. I would love to see what, um, you know, what Nikhil Harry can do year one and go and further with, uh, with uh, Andrew Luck over in Indy. And um, let's see. At number four, I have Hollywood Brown. I want Holly. I would like to see Hollywood actually in Green Bay. Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers is the he epitomizes the quote or the saying um, "Chicks dig the long ball." Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will legitimately sit in the in the pocket and hold the ball for twelve seconds, waiting for the deep ball. He loves the deep ball, and while Devontae Adams can go downfield and get it, he is a prototypical. Number one possession type receiver, but he could do all he could do, everything pretty much. But when you put opposite of him, and that grad, they do have Equinemia St. Brown, Mark Marquez, uh, Vandale Scantley, Jamon Brown, uh, Jamon Moore, uh, from, from uh, Missouri last year. They have those young guys, but I just say, hey, go ahead and get even younger and get somebody that with that true game breaking speed over there. Give me Marquise Brown. I think he'll do wonders over there once he's. And then plus with those other young guys, he they don't have to rush him on the field, so he can kind of really rest up and heal up. And then once he's full, go bombs away, bombs away over there in Green Bay. Um, and at number five, it sounds crazy, but I, I got DK Metcalf at number five. I love DK. I I really do. Um, I just don't trust teams drafting right now I I, you know DK is the 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 prototypical it all depends on where he goes right you know if he goes to a team where the OC says okay I want you to run the entire route tree you're gonna ruin this kid like you're gonna ruin him but if you do use him what he does best he runs about five routes man give me the slant give me the deep over give me the post give me the comeback and give me the fly you don't have to run the option. He's not Julian Edelman. I'm so sick of hearing about this man's three cone, bro. Oh I'm tired dude.
1: of it. Oh god. I'll sit here ball ready to punch my computer while I'm looking at all these. Oh, his three cone sucked. I'm like, dude, hey, that's not his game. Just like Josh Jacobs 40 time. That's not his game. Like his no. game's that speed. Like, come on now.
0: The crazy thing about it is there they you know, there's a clip of him running the three cone at the combine. He slips twice. Like, so it wasn't even a clean three cone. No, so it's, yeah. not even, it's not like he ran it clean straight through and ran nearly an eight. You <laughs> like that's not what happened, he <laughs> slipped two to three times. So, if you take that into account, and the other thing I said on the show it, with me and Jeremy last week, a lot of big receivers don't run the three cone, ladies and gentlemen, because of that exact same reason. Exactly. Because people will go and say, Well, your three cones suck, that means you don't change directions well. It's like, wait a second, did I, you know, look at my tape, was I dominant, did I get open, you know, and his releases exactly. are strong, he's not going to give you the, all the, the like you said, with, with uh, and I love the comp, you know, we're talking about the releases from Pressman press coverage with Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, he's not going to give you that, but what he does at the line of scrimmage, his physicality, his hands, his power, Man, I've literally seen a, a receiver, a, a corner, use two hands to jam him, and he swipes him down with one and gets right upfield. So, again, you can use this kid. I personally would love to see him in Carolina. Mm-hmm. A healthy Cam Newton with Christian McCaffrey, second year DJ Moore, uh, second to third, I think it's third year for Curtis Samuel. I don't know what's going on with Greg Olson, so they may go tight end or they may try to see what they have in um, in the young kid, Ian. Um, but putting it, you know, Camden has that even before his arm did tire out. Cause they, first of all, they didn't get a surgery early enough. The first time they actually had him hold off on it and he got the surgery maybe two to three months before training camp. I was at training camp and I could tell he was not right. So he got the surgery, um, you know, I believe in December, right? Like I think when they shut him down, he got the surgery, you know, uh, earlier before the offseason, I'm watching him on his vlogs. He seems good. He seems good to go and healthy when training camp comes. His arm is back to being Cam Newton. I'm telling you right now, you put DK Metcalf out there, you move around Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, and then, of course, Christian McCaffrey. You don't see too many guys run underneath routes and take two defenders. That's Christian McCaffrey. And when he does that, then, of course, DJ Moore is going to get open on the second level. You got you got to keep and, and both of those guys. DJ Moore is a four-four guy, I believe, and then Curtis Samuel is a four-three guy, and then of course DK Metcalf is a four-three guy, and Chris McCaffrey is four-four guy. So now you put <laughs> nothing but speed around Cam Newton, Good who's luck. a four-five guy. Good luck. So <laughs> for me, I would love to see DK Metcalf in Carolina because I think he could be a thousand-yard know, receiver with ten touchdowns, especially in the red zone. I'm telling you, in the red zone, I think Cam Newton could throw that, that jump ball to him. Remember what he how, how well he did uh, when Calvin Benjamin was healthy and wasn't pregnant? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you saw how well uh, Cam Newton was able to, to uh, get the ball to him with that big frame. Um, so, yeah, I think DK Metcalf would do wonders uh, for Cam Newton and the rest of that core over there in Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be I, you asked me, it would be like uh... – be like a uh, Calvin Ridley,
0: Julio Jones situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I love that actually. That'd be yeah, I, I would, I would love to see that because I'm, am a big Cam Newton fan myself. Uh, Jeremy, uh, you know he, he he rags on Cam a lot, but, <laughs> uh, but but Cam Newton's one of my favorite favorite quarterbacks. I'm watching him since so, you know the when he went to Auburn. Um, I was like, man, like this is this is one of my guys. And of course, you know when I go to the, the training camps and stuff, he is probably one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. He gets and, and, a lot of heat for
1: being kind of a kind of a douche on the field that's like, Man, this guy is so awesome. awesome exactly.
0: Like, My thing I is if you don't get mad at, at Aaron Rodgers for doing that stupid discount double check, right? do not give me Don't get mad at Cam Newton when he slides for a first down and points for it, or when he dances or has fun. That's come all about that. Come on, man. Like we're not trying to be the no fun league here. Like cut it out. Cut it out.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. we can. Could- we can celebrate touchdowns now, so why not celebrate everything? I mean, I'm down exactly. for
0: it. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. So, yeah. anyway, any way that I can make uh, and make Cam's life a little easier, like I said, I just think that is a a vicious. I mean, like a legit vicious tandem, and, and with those receivers, if if Greg Olson does come back healthy with Christian McCaffrey, I think I do think they draft a back though. I think they draft a big another back to pair him with to kind of uh, so they don't burn him out and and you know kind of lessen his carries and his touches. But man, I think that's that's an explosion right there. That is complete explosion, man.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: Hey man, but it, it dude, it's been fun. I'm telling you, we got to do this again. I am definitely going to invite you back. And of course, anytime I will come to you guys' show, I don't mind. You know, I'm, I'm always, you just let me know and I'll mark it on my calendar, bro. I have no problem whatsoever.
1: <laughs> for sure, man. No, I, I'll hop on whatever. I love doing podcasts. I love talking about the draft. This is, like I said, this is my Christmas time. So, uh, once the off season hits, but Christmas begins. So
0: <laughs> man, <laughs> been- exactly, brother. Exactly. But again, uh, you know, I, I thank you so much for joining us, man. Tell everybody where they can find you find you at on Twitter, on social media and uh, where they can find you guys as podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at FF dynasty underscore ZTP. You can find all my work over at the gridiron experts. That's where, uh, most of my content goes out. Um, if you like, if you like the Vikings, I'm writing, uh, Vikings content for last word on sports. Um, a lot of draft stuff over there as well. Um, and then if you want to see some content, some Debbie content, some NFL draft content, like I said, I'm all about the NFL draft. So, um, you can head over to the dynasty happy hour. I got a, I got a few, a few articles out there for them and, and more coming. So, um, Always good, always good content over there. And then uh, the podcast—you can find them on uh, on Twitter at Draft Underscore Room. Um, and then uh, we dropped a few episodes here. We're, we're fairly new. We we started up a couple weeks ago. Uh, me and my boy Matt Hicks—he's um, the uh, the FF Underscore Educator. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe is his Twitter handle. Um, the dude is—he's uh, very knowledgeable, and and uh, we love talking NFL drafts. So that's all we do over there. We'll be talking Debbie, uh, talking NFL draft, talking Dynasty, talking all of it. So. Um we're actually recording recording the same network we're recording this one, so <laughs> the, the work continues. But uh well, yeah, um you head over to uh slash podcasts. Um you can find us over there um on on uh what's it Stitch, uh, what's it what's the what's the podcast app Stitcher? Is that it? Yeah, Stitcher, yeah. Um, Stitcher guy. I, I'm I'm all like Google Play, all that stuff. So uh but Stitcher, um sound uh SoundCloud. Uh, I feel like there's none of them, but yeah, just head over to Gridiron Experts slash podcast. That's the that's the best way to
0: find it. Most definitely, most definitely. But Zach, again, man, I thank you so much for joining me here on the clock with me and Zach. I'm Damian Parson. That's Zach Petrow. Y'all have a good night.